Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Job chapter 42. Praise God. Job chapter 42. Hallelujah. You know, I think this season's a great opportunity to prove to yourself, to prove to those that maybe have mocked you, uh, to even prove to that old lion, yellow-toothed, stinky-breathed devil that you really do believe the things of God. And uh, when, when we worship only because others are worshiping, we miss the blessing that comes from the secret place. What your father seeth in secret, he rewards openly. And uh, you can ask my wife. I have jumped at home. I have danced at home. I have been crazy at home because I'm just crazy. But it's all right uh, because I really believe in the word of the Lord. I really do believe that this is something that we do as unto God. And so uh, this is a great opportunity online for people to be able to prove what they really believe, to prove. Uh, and, and if nothing else, this is a, uh, you know, the, the old phrase was, this is a test, this is only a test. And it used to come across the broadcasting system, and, and it used to come across our television. And it used to say, uh, when I was a kid, now we don't believe in television, we don't watch none of that anymore. But it used to come across, and it would, it would buzz, and it would say, this is a test, this is only a test. And uh, sometimes life happens, I'm going to be preaching about this a little bit today, and, and God is coming by, and it's a test. And it's, it's just making sure that the signal works. Just making sure that people will get the message at the right time. And so uh, this is a great season, and uh, I think a lot of good things are coming from it. In Jesus' name, Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42 and beginning of verse number 8. I'm thankful for our, our music team, our media team, all those that help uh, make this happen. We'd love to have everybody in the building, but uh, we've got under, we got 10 people uh, only or under 10 people at times, and uh, we're grateful for all those that, um, that, that are helping and uh, making it happen. We do encourage this week and every week, in fact, we encourage it uh, even after this is over, please come by the church to pray. If you have a key, come, grab your family, and, and, uh, and come pray. Seek God's face and and if you see any of the names on these chairs, just pray for them in Jesus' name. Job chapter 42 and verse number 8. The Bible says, Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly and that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. I might name my kids Zophar. I actually had a dog I named Zophar one time. It was, but I might name my kids. I don't know. And the Bible says that he did according as the Lord commanded him. Brother, Brother Troy, maybe that's a name for your kids. I don't know. Um, but... Except for it's going to be a girl, right? We, we're believing for we're both believing for a girl. So Sister Patina, she's wanting a boy, but we're believing for a girl. Um, hallelujah! I'm having fun here today. Uh, but but they did according as the Lord had commanded them, and the Lord 
also accepted Job. Now get ready for this. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintances before. I just love that. Go through the trial of a life and everybody's at a distance and everybody's your acquaintance and all of a sudden now everybody's going to be your friend and it brings them a lot closer and hallelujah but we forgive those kind of people but those that have been his acquaintance from before and did eat bread with him in his house and they bemoaned him and they comforted him over all the evil i want you to get this this is how their viewpoint was all the evil that the lord had brought upon him they did not get the lesson that job got they did not get the revelation that job got they thought this was God's fault. They thought this was God's problem. And, and, and regardless of their thought process, the Bible says every man also gave him a piece of money and every, every one nearing of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, 1,000 she-asses, he had also seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first Jemima. I like that name. It's my favorite, favorite syrup. Hallelujah. I'm having fun, man. We might as well have fun. I, I think that might be a good name right there. Jemima, Jemima Diaz. And the name of the second was Kazia. And the name of the third was, we'll just call her Karen. Karen. And in all the land there were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job, and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job in 140 years, and, his, and he saw his sons and his sons' sons, even to the fourth generations. And so Job died being old and full of days. You shouldn't have noticed that. He was old and full of days. And I want to preach for a few moments on this subject, double or nothing. Double or nothing. If you could set down your Bibles right where you are and let's pray across this house and in your homes. We're going to pray that God would use this word. God, I believe that you spoke this to my spirit to be a blessing to Apostolic Revival Center during this time and during this season, God. And I'm asking, Lord, that you would help us, God, that we would, we would look back over our life and over our time being old and full of days Hallelujah, having received double and not nothing, God. I'm praying for it in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give God praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated, stand, whatever you want to do in Jesus' name. Double or nothing. Our text here today begins with the Lord speaking to the, the friends of Job. Now, that, that, that title that they received is not a title they deserve. The friends of Job. And they, they are bringing a sacrifice and they are bringing an apology. But that is not where the story starts. That is where the story begins to end. The story of Job actually starts out, amen, a lot more intense than an apology and a sacrifice and a blessing. 
In fact, the story of Job, even from those that are secular, have studied this book. They have, they have looked into it. The book of Job, for those that may not know, is one of the oldest books in the entire world in written history. I've taught about it and preached about it a little bit, and I will, I'll do it again in the future. Uh, but there's a lot that goes into the book of Job. It, is, uh, it, it was written well before, uh, before the book of Genesis. The book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. And again, it is one of the oldest books in the entirety of history. And there's many that have speculated what the book of Job is about. Uh, the book of Job is written and it is put into our Bible as, as one of the books of poetry. And many scholars have read it like the Iliad and the Odyssey as being a, a, a fictional writing and being something to be interpreted to glean deeper understandings from. Uh, whether that is the case or whether Job was an actual individual, I don't know. There's no, there's no proof either way. But, but regardless, the story begins to tell out and all of the lessons begin to play out. Many would begin to claim uh, the understanding of the book of Job. Some would say that the book of Job is a book about suffering, that it is a book about pain, and it's a book about agony. Others would say that the book of Job is a book about the providence and the sovereignty of God, that God will do what God will do, and no one can tell him otherwise. And I think that there's a lot that can be gleaned from this. It is a book that is filled with Job's pain. But really, we only see three or four chapters of Job's pain. Uh, it, 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 the, in fact, I'm going to be talking about it, that it comes and it only his pain shows up, and it is only happening in a few days' time. All this pain that comes on Job is just happening in the space of a few days. And so Job, uh, Job's book is not necessarily about pain and about suffering because the book doesn't give enough credence to this. Uh, it could be about the sovereignty of God, but, but ultimately most of the book is not talking about that. It is, it is spent accusing this man by the name of Job. And only a few chapters begins to play out from chapter 1 and chapter 2. And then you find it again in the final two chapters that God steps in and, and you see his perspective and his side of the story. But it is here that we learn that this oldest book in the Bible and one of the oldest books in history is proving and dispelling a greater understanding of humanity. One of the major themes in the book of Job is that of superstition. Superstition that says good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. You will find that Job lives his life and Job never gets to hear the conversation that happens between God and the devil. Job never gets to hear, neither at the beginning nor at the end of his life. He never gets an answer. He never gets told why all of this happens. But Job, amen, endures all of the pain, 
all of the suffering and then endures the accusations of his friends. And they begin to tell Job, Job, nobody goes through this unless they did something immoral, unless they did something wrong. And nobody receives blessings unless they do that which is right. And I believe that God put the book of Job in our Bible, amen, to prove a point, amen, that superstition is not of God, that good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. Jesus would say it rains on the just and on the unjust, amen. It's not going to be that you did something right or you did something wrong. Life happens to everybody. Would you lift up your hands and pray right where you are? Come on, there's some people that you've been given over to superstition to believe that your life has only been so rough uh, because of your bad decisions and others believe that their life is so good because of their good decisions. Uh, that's superstition and it's not of God. But the Bible would say that, that Job begins to endure a big and great challenge. It doesn't start with apologies. His story doesn't start with, with people coming and bringing him gifts. In fact, the story of Job shows us a man that is integrous, a man that is blessed, a man that has, has uh, we see that when he is talking with his friends, Job always has an answer for his friends before this circumstance. Uh, we find of Job's character that he was one of integrity and one that counseled others when they were going through hard times. He was a friend to those that were hurting and those that were broken. But here we find in the book of Job chapter 1 and 6, the Bible would say that there was a day. I want you to notice that the book of Job starts talking about a day. And at the end of the book of Job, it talks about how Job had many more days. I think that's important to remember and to keep life in context that there are days, but there will be more days days. There might be hard times, but there will be better times. Amen. Now Job, the Bible says, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And I want you to get this, that Satan came also among them. Many might think of the book of Job that this is cruel from God uh, and, and ear. That, 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 that God speaks to the devil, speaks to Satan and says, where are you coming from and where are you going? We would find in the book of Peter that it would tell us that the devil is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. It is in the devil's nature to be walking to and fro. Amen. The Bible would say that when God cursed Cain, that he cursed him to be a wanderer and a vagabond. This devil that fell from heaven, that at one point was an angel, but now is a fallen demon. Amen. He is cursed to wander and to walk to and fro. And the only thing he can get involved in is to destroy, to steal, kill, and destroy people's lives. And God asked him, devil, where are you coming from and where are you going? And Satan begins to reply, I'm walking to and fro just like I have been cursed to do in this earth. And he understand, God understands what the devil is looking for. He is looking for souls that he might steal from, kill, or destroy. This has been the devil's M.O. Amen. All the way back since the book of Job. One of the oldest books in history. 
He is walking to see who he may destroy, and God issues forth his, amen, subject. He says, have you considered my servant, Job? After everybody that you've seen walking through the earth, this is the side that Job didn't get to see. God looked down from heaven and saw Job. He said, there's nobody like him. There's nobody more integrous than him. He has been perfect before me in all of his ways. And, 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 and Satan begins to issue a challenge. Oh, it's only because you put a hedge about him. It's only because you blessed him that he will serve you. And God said, go ahead. All that Job has is in your hands. Only do not kill him. And this became a challenge. It became a test. And I want to just help somebody here today. The test for Job was a testimony before God. And it was a testimony to the devil. What was a testing for Job was an opportunity for God to be exalted. What was a test for Job was an opportunity, amen, for God to get praise and for the devil to get shamed for even attempting to destroy God's people. Would you lift up your hands and let's pray. I think it's important to put that in perspective. Hallelujah, what you see as a test is a testimony in the making. What you see as a problem, amen, is a solution in the making. Uh, what you see as being trouble and trial is an opportunity in the making. And so immediately, the Bible would say in Job chapter 1 and verse 13, and there was a day. From one day to the other, Job's life went from excellent, great, wonderful to everything falling apart and there's some that through their life can even attest to this and say I have been there and I can say to myself and look at my life and say I feel like I have been in that place not quite as bad as Job but I feel like I have gone from one day of blessing to all of a sudden everything falling apart around me and the whole world crumbling around me and the Bible says that there was a day and there came a messenger and this messenger said the oxen were plowing the donkeys were feeding, and the Sabaeans came. An enemy host fell upon them, took them away. They killed all of the servants, and I'm the only one left alive. And he, he, he tells Job this, and Job immediately hit with this terrible news from one good day to now something, this great day that was going. Maybe it was sunny, I don't know, but all of a sudden he gets hit with this terrible news. But it doesn't stop there. While he was yet speaking, there came another also to him and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and has consumed them. And now Job begins to stagger back as he, as he thinks about it. Cattle to us may not seem like a big deal, but this is Job's economy absolutely crumbling around him. His entire workforce is now being not just laid off, but they have been slain. They have been killed. And Job is staggering back, but it doesn't stop there. The Bible says, while he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands that fell upon the camels and carried them away and has slain your other servants with the edge of the sword. And Job's thinking, Oh my goodness, there it goes. My entire 
portfolio, all of my income, all of my employees, all of the ones that work for me. I, I, I don't have anything left. Uh, but at least Job can think to himself, uh, my family's intact and things are doing okay there. But the Bible says that while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their elder brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and it smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are all dead. And Job begins to stagger back. And that day he weeps and he cries. And there's nothing that can comfort Job in this moment. He's lost every bit of his portfolio. His finances have crumbled. He's lost his business. His servants are dead. And now he thinks, my future's gone. My kids have now passed away. And from one day to another, everything went from terrible. Everything went from great to being terrible. But then Job chapter 2 starts. Again, this is in your Bible. Again, there was a day. Now it's not just one day. It's happening again. The Bible would say Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and now has power to touch Job's body because the devil said you can touch all of his stuff. Again, what Job doesn't know and what Job doesn't see is he is passing the test, that he is proving God's point. The devil said he will curse you if you curse his stuff. He will curse you if things go wrong in his family. And now, after the first day, Job has not cursed God. And the devil says, yeah, it's easy to say Job's healthy and Job is doing well and Job, Job, will, Job will exchange his life. He said, skin for skin. Amen. If you start to mess with his body, if you begin to mess with his health, Job will get rid of his integrity. Job will curse you. And the Bible says that 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 the presence of that that the Satan began to smite Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot all the way to the top of his head. And Job, after having a, the worst day of his life, it has gone from bad to even worse. And now Job is laying there, and he takes, amen, a broken piece of pottery. He might be sitting outside of the crushed and crumbled home of his sons and daughters where they were just enjoying life. And he takes one of the pots that is broken from that house. And the Bible says he began to cut off the boils. Amen. Instead of cursing God, Job began to try to make himself better. Instead of complaining, Job said this hurts, and this is painful. But it won't always be this way. Lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray. I want you to see Job in this position. I want you to see if God is trying to tell a lesson through his word. I want you to see the integrity of Job. I want you to see the character of Job. I want you to see the language of Job. Job begins to just shave off with the broken pot shard, the boils off of his head and off of his hands and off of his feet. And the Bible says he sat down among the ashes. The ashes of everything that has burned around him, everything that has crumbled around him. And at that point, his wife comes to him and says, do you still retain your integrity? Just curse God and die. It is so affected. See, there's a lot of people that want to give Job's wife a hard time. 
But I can tell you that things don't just affect one person in the household. I can tell you as a husband that things don't just affect me. They affect my wife. Amen. Especially if it were a circumstance like this. And, and, and she, she is feeling all the pain that Job is feeling. She's the mother of these kids after all. She is the one that has helped build this house. She is the one that has helped keep everything together. And in her mind, uh, she's thinking, this is ridiculous. And she says, Job, just curse God. It's over. We might as well just roll over and give up and give in. Uh, amen. And now Job has lost the support uh, of, of, of his wife. Uh, amen. And the Bible would tell us of these days uh, that there was a day that Job's oxen were stolen. There was a day... That that fire fell from heaven, killed the sheep and the servants. The Bible would say there was a day that wind and tornado hit his kid's house and everybody died. The Bible would say there was a day that his body was covered in sores. And now there was a day when his good wife couldn't take it any longer and said we might as well quit. We might as well give in. These were the days. But Let me help somebody. There will be days like that. There will be days. There will be seasons. There will be, and some might be feeling it that way today and right now, where they feel like everything around them. I've heard of people, amen, that, that there's some that, that, that across our nation have lost family members, some that have lost jobs and businesses. I know that people that have lost their, their finances and, and, and the stock market crashing has really hurt people economically. And, and there's many that are fearful and don't know what they're going to do. And, and in, from one day to the next, they have lost this and they have lost that and, and it seems like everything's crumbling around them and now there's tension in the home and there's tension among family there's tension in marriages and, and now there's arguments that wouldn't have been there if everything would have continued as normal and there was a day and there was another day and it seemed like these days would never stop but I've come to preach and give somebody hope that just as quick as things go from good to bad they can turn around and go Go from bad to better. They can go from worse to better. It can happen in just a moment. If everything fell in a day, I want you to know everything can be rebuilt in a day. Everything can be restored in a day. I want us to pray right now. I'm almost done preaching, but I want us to pray. It might have been a bad day. It might have been a bad week, a bad year, whatever the case may be. But I want to tell you that as quickly as it comes, is as quickly as it'll go uh, and there can be a change there will be days you know and there's people and I just want to speak to somebody here today there will be people that cannot accept that they cannot accept that days change they cannot accept that seasons change they can't they can't accept it there's some people that, that they've been through such hard things that they can't expect that it'll ever get better there's some people that die right there they die in their trial they die in their storm they keel over and say let's curse God and die uh, some people that give up and backslide and walk out of God at moments like this because everything's tough as, as, it, as it'll always be and they can't accept that things will get better and there's others that have been that have been lied to and thought that life will always be great and peachy 
Amen. But I want to tell you a reality of life, whether you like it or not. Uh, days change. Times change. Uh, seasons change. Uh, you might be having a terrible time, but I want to tell you, it can change. It can turn around. Uh, amen. The Bible says that God put, amen, signs and times uh, that seasons would change. Uh, days and weeks and months and years, hot and cold, day and night, to let us know that there are seasons. Uh, and it might be cold. It might be winter where you're living but summer and spring is coming it might be summer and spring uh, but fall and winter is coming and good things come out of every season and Job goes through all this there's a day there's a day there's a day and then chapter 3 hits and there's another day the Bible says that his three friends come to comfort him and they spent seven days in silence not saying a word and after seven days of silence, they looked at Job as any good friend would do and say, Job, you better start confessing what you've done wrong. You better start telling us what, what sins you've committed. Job, can you really keep your mouth silent knowing you've done all this wrong? Because again, the story of Job is about people's superstition that Job's only going through this because he's done something wrong. And for the next, it been 30 plus chapters, they spend accusing Job. And Job is spending the next 30 something chapters uh, trying his best to defend uh, himself. Uh, Job is doing his best to say, no, that's not the way it works with God. Uh, amen. I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, and God's not cursing me because I did something wrong. Uh, and, and Job also does not have the answer to why he's going through this. Uh, but Job knows enough about God uh, that God wouldn't do this to me. Uh, amen. Because I've done something wrong. Uh, because Job went back and he did what any good person would do. He started reevaluating his life and reevaluating every area. He reevaluated his marriage. And I think this is a good season for somebody to start reevaluating and go back to your life and say, Have I really lived with integrity? Have I lived for God the way that I would be proud to live for God? And he starts looking at his finances and says, Don't worry, I've taken care of that. I have given to the Lord what is his. And Job can look and say, I've done right. He can look at how he was as an employer. And he said, no, I've done well to my servants. I didn't mistreat them at all. I treated them better than anybody else. He started thinking about his marriage. And he said, I've done the best that I can do in my marriage. And, 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 and I've done what I can. And that's all that can be expected of me. And Job looked at his kids and thought, could I have been a better father? And Job thought to himself, yes, I could always have done better. But at the same time, I didn't do anything wrong when I raised my kids. And yet they accused him. But there's something powerful I want to talk about here today. There is a theme throughout the book of Job that you will find. That even though Job is going through it on every level, the Bible would say of him, in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly with his mouth. In all of this, Job never opened up his mouth and began to talk negatively about what he was going through. And he never talked negatively 
about the Lord. Job does have a moment where he says, Cursed be the day that I was born. But Job, amen, and anybody has the right to a response. But even with that, the Bible says of Job that he sinned not with his mouth. Job, the man that's gone through the worst of the worst, Job had a revelation. I've got to keep talking the right way. I've got to keep speaking the right way. We see that after the first wave of bad news came, the Bible says of Job, I want you to see the strength of Job and Job's character. Then Job arose. He rent his mantle. He shaved his head. He fell upon the ground and he complained and he murmured and he got bitter. And he cursed God. No, 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 no. He fell down upon the ground. And my Bible says that he worshipped. And he said, naked, I came out of my mother's womb. And naked, I'll return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord took away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Can I preach to somebody after waves of bad days and bad weeks and maybe bad months or years? Can you still hold on to your worship? Can you still hold on to your praise? Can you still hold on, amen, to your great God and say the Lord has been good in spite of the bad? That God is still a good God worthy of great praise in spite of it all. Oh, let's love him. Let's love him right where you are. Come on. It might have been a bad day. It might have been a cumulative amount of bad days. It might have been a bad 30 years of your life. But can you still hit the ground, hit your knees, and begin to worship the Lord? Job, the Bible says, in all this... Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Job didn't know that this was a test that was going to be used as a testimony to the goodness of God and the faithfulness of Job. The Bible would say that when Job's wife told him to curse God and die, something that is logical and understandable, amen, the Bible says he said unto her, thou speakest. He wanted to address the way that she communicated. He said, you are speaking as one of the foolish women speak what shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord only and should we not receive evil that's a revelation should we only receive good and should we not receive evil another way to look at that should we only receive blessings and not receive hard times should we only receive good health and not sickness should we only receive things for the Lord whenever things come in our way amen should we only receive from the Lord and nothing be taken away from us my Bible says of Job in all this did not Job sin with his lips Job got an understanding I'm going through this right now and though I want to say something I'm not going to say anything negative though I don't like what I'm going through I'm going to withhold the very negative complaints I want to make I'm going to withhold the way that I want to speak Job was making it up in his mind I'm going to control the way I talk during my trial I'm going 
going to control the way I speak when I don't understand what I'm seeing. I'm going to control the way that I communicate when I don't like what I am experiencing. Let's pray. Come on, I came to preach to Apostolic Revival Center. How you talk in this season makes a difference. How you speak in this time, it makes a difference. It's the difference between double or nothing. How you communicate is the difference between whether you'll walk out more blessed or you'll walk out broken. How you talk during your test is a a determiner on whether you'll get double or whether you'll get nothing. Our text would say, and the Lord, I love this. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Whenever you're going through it, I want you, I want to encourage you. Go find this verse. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. Get this. When he yelled at his friends, when he got angry and bitter that they accused him. When they talked about him, even though he was trying his best, when they kicked him when he was down and he came back and they swung at him on the cheek and so he turned and fought back. No, 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 no. Job turned the other cheek. Job, they asked for his coat. He gave his cloak also. They asked him to go one mile. He went ten. My Bible says that when they came before Job, that when he prayed for his friends, when he used his mouth to communicate, prayers, when he used his mouth to communicate worship, when he used his mouth to communicate, uh, amen, proper speech. The Bible says the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he used his mouth to pray for his friends. Can I help somebody that what you say during this time, amen, it makes a difference. And how you pray in this time, it makes a difference. And how how you worship, it makes a difference in this season. Let's stand all across the building and lift up our hands. Right where you are, I want you to pray. Come on. If there's ever been a time where prayer matters, it's right now. If there's ever been a time when worship matters, it's right now. If there's ever been a time where keeping your conversation and your communication correct, it's right now. I know we don't like to preach about talking in church, but can I help you? How you talk in church right now, it matters. How you talk in the kingdom of God right now matters. The Bible says that the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he used his words properly. When he prayed properly. Everything inside of Job, if it was you or I, it would have been bitterness and hatred. Probably would have come out of some of our hearts. How dare you accuse me? Mind you, during this season, right before our text, the Bible says he was talking with God. And when God showed up, And finally he said, oh, that I might find him if I could just see where he's hiding. I would tell God what's up. I would would give him a piece of my mind. That's what was coming out of the humanity of Job. Until God showed up and the Bible says Job closed his mouth and let God do all the talking. And the first thing out of Job's mouth, hear me, the first thing out of Job's mouth when God got done talking, I repent. I repent. I'm sorry, God. I I should have saw this from a different 
perspective. I want to. I want you to see the integrity of Job. Amen. Integrity will come out out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks, and you can always see where people are at when they're going through a hard time, Brother Mark, because it starts coming out of their mouth. And nobody in this house or outside this house is perfect. We've all had some things in there we wish wouldn't have come out. Amen. But but you can always determine. But 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 it's not always the first response that gets people. It's their second response. He said, oh, that I might find him. I tell God, what's up? But when God finally showed up, his second response was, okay, hold on. I'm going to let God do all the talking. And when God gets done talking, I made it up in my mind, I'm going to repent. Can I help somebody? Amen. Even though you're going through it, this is a test. This is only a test. How you talk matters. But when you get to praying today, it might say, Lord, maybe there's something I didn't see in this. Maybe there's something I didn't realize. Maybe there's some things in my life that i got to turn around. Maybe there's some things I could do better. Maybe there's something deep down in the depths of my heart that I could fix. The Bible says, of Job, that Job's friends got rebuked by God. He said, because you have not spoken the things that are right. That's a theme in the book of Job, how people speak. How people speak matters. You know what's powerful is is I'm very observant and I, I listen. But during this last few weeks, I've seen gossip in the church plummet. That's a testament to the church. I have not got complaints like I had gotten before. That is a testament to people. Because what's happened is now that everything else is being stripped away. They can't come to the building. Things are being put in perspective. And and, and that is showing a very good sign of what is really in the heart of God's people here in Carson City. That people are using their words, amen, to lift up and not tear down. But because Job prayed for his friends and he used his words properly, The Bible says the Lord gave to Job twice as much as he had before. Job got double for every bit of his trouble. But God gave it to him based on how he used his conversation and his words during the trial. How people talk during these kinds of times will determine where they will be when these times are done. How churches are communicating during this time makes a difference. How preachers are communicating. I don't want to tear anybody down. I want to lift my brothers up. I want to lift my sisters up. I want to pray for people, not curse people. I want to bless people, not hurt people. How people talk during seasons like this make a big difference because what people don't understand is God's up in heaven and he's looking down at his church and saying what you don't know is this is a test. This is only a test. This is just something to find out, a gauge to find out where my people are at. He is telling Job what Job didn't understand at the beginning is your response determines the outcome. The difference between double or nothing comes down to how you speak, Brother Mark. Brother John, and how you communicate. It makes a big difference when you are going, this is good. 
Somebody needs to put this in their pocket. Hold on to it because it might not be today, but it might be later where everything crumbles around you and you don't know what to do. I'll tell you one thing you don't do. It's not time to complain. It's not time to be unthankful. It's not time to be full of doubt and full of fears and full of anxieties and letting all those things out. But if there's ever been a time when you are going through seasons like this, you've got to speak the faith out that God's going to change it and one day it's going to be better. You've got to speak the faith that says I'm going to come out of this with double. I'm going to come out of this. Can I preach to somebody how I've been speaking over the last several weeks? When this is said and done, the church is going to double. When this is all said and done, people's prayer lives will have doubled. People's relationships with their spouses will have gotten better. They'll see a double. People's finances that might look crumbled right now, there's going to be a doubling. God's going to double everything that you put your hand on, but it it only happens when you when you speak out in faith properly. Job got double instead of nothing. If Job would have sinned with his mouth, he would have gotten nothing. Everything would have crumbled around him and it has stayed that way. But because Job sinned not with his mouth, because Job did not curse God foolishly, because Job prayed, because Job worshiped, because Job made sure that in this time he was going to do everything right, he repented. Amen. Job got double for every bit of his trouble. Let's pray all across the building, right where you are. Come on, there's some folks right now preaching to you. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Come on, in the generation that's unthankful, unholy, it's time to say, God, I thank you for every good day. I thank you that you gave. I thank you if you took away. I bless the name of the Lord. Come on, there's been people that have not allowed this season to hinder their praise of God and hinder their worship. I want to preach devil's coming. Devil's coming. Devil's coming. You've allowed this time to double your prayers and double your prayer life. There's goodness coming out of this. I want us to pray right now. Come on, I'm done preaching. I want us to pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. The difference between double or nothing is how you communicate. Come on, are you praying in the Holy Ghost? Are you complaining? Are you you speaking in other tongues? Are you speaking doubt? Are you speaking faith? Are you speaking hope? Come on, I believe that your family can be saved through this. I believe that your marriage can make it through this. I believe that your finances are going to be better through this. I believe that things in your life, I believe your health is going to get better. You're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders. It's going to be double, not nothing. All right, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Come on, as we begin to worship, I, I want to open up the altar of your home. I want to, I want to turn this church, those that are here, turn around in your chairs and begin to pray. If you're in your car, your part, I want you to pray against that dashboard. God, I'm coming out of this, and I'm going to have double. I'm going to make sure my words are always salted with grace and with wisdom. I'm going to make sure I bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me. I'm going to make sure I pray. I'm going to make sure I worship. I'm going to make sure I keep my family talking about the things of God. Even when 
right where you are. Pray. God's going to come through. God's going to come through. But you got to keep your spirit right. right now as you're praying I want you to keep praying but I want to I want to help somebody it is it is time to make a declaration that the home is going to be a place of worship that the home is going to be a place of prayer that the home is going to be a place of repentance that the home is going to be a place where we are going to talk about the things of God we're not talking about others we're not talking about what's going on that's negative we're going to speak hope into our families we're going to speak hope into our finances we're going to speak hope into our marriages we're going to speak hope into our kids we're going to speak hope into our church we're going to speak hope into our nation we're going to 
speak hope into our government. We're going to begin in our homes. It's not going to start on Capitol Hill. It's going to start in our homes. We're going to speak hope that there will be a day. There will be many more days, Job. The very last verse, there were many more days where Job lived his life in the overflow. He lived his life in double. I want to preach. It's going to get better in your life. Things are going to work out. And while you're in this place, speak hope. Speak faith. Speak grace. Speak goodness. Speak praise. Speak the things of God. Come on, let's worship the Lord. In the name of Jesus.